0: And welcome to another rip roaring episode of Fish Chips Ooh. and Irish Whips.
1: That is that like a roller coaster. It's rip rip-roar- roaring. It's a
0: rip roaring <laughs> a time here.
1: Roller coaster. It's the ultimate thrill ride. It is. It,
0: well, quite quite uh, fitting for our Orlando coverage today, it is, isn't it? Over the state it's of emergency.
1: Almost like that could be a very painful tagline. <laughs> that would be overused. Overused.
0: <laughs> here we are today your two of your mother's favorites. Ooh, I like that one. It's me chips and your my friend fish. My friend and your friend fish.
1: <laughs> ah, and your mother's friend and as And your well. mother's friend. Mm, word to your mother.
0: <laughs> Give her a word.
1: Um what about bumblebee?
0: That's one, that could That's, be one. Yes, yeah. many many options really. Mm. Did you like my not offensive
1: intro? Oh, it's lovely actually. Two of yeah. your mother's favourites. It's it's nice it's nice, it's wholesome, <laughs> but it's also got a bit of edge to it if you look deep enough. Yeah, yeah, that was the plan. A bit of edge. Wanted a little bit of edge. Nice.
0: So yeah, we're here today to talk about uh state of emergency. So indeed, yes. We've we talked nothing about this pay per view. We're kind of going back to the days of having no idea what the other one thinks when we're recording. Yeah.
1: Which? Um I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that we've probably got a very similar view.
0: I hope so, because if we don't it's gonna be a clash because I certainly have strong feelings.
1: I don't have strong feelings. Okay, well... we. But, aren't we- don't we have a lot of things to cover?
0: Oh. I meant to write that down. Well, beforehand, maybe we should find out- uh oh the weight of a wrestler.
2: I already know. In Ooh. stone.
0: Today's wrestler being the one and only Rusev, the Bulgarian brute himself.
1: Rusev crush, Rusev. Matchka. Matchka. Okay. Um,
2: 138 kilogram, which is 21.7 stones.
1: Ooh. Oh. It was last week, because weren't they?
0: Last week was someone really skinny. It was fourteen. Yeah, last week was
1: Tyler Reese. Who mm. yeah. was like the surprisingly heavy one?
0: I'm not sure. Well, I'll I'll get my stats book JBL, out. It JBL actually. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. He's about wasn't. the same weight as JBL.
0: Yeah. I anyway, think that sounds about right. Really. Mm. But he's not a cunt he's not a cunt well he is a bit he's a, yeah in Total Divas he comes across right knobhead. oh the popular what like Total
1: JBL's Divas. level of well knobbed. no
0: he doesn't like he doesn't actively bully people to like he the point of he wanting... bullies
1: his wife though <laughs> which isn't great
0: it's just a bit of in-house bullying <laughs> <laughs> slightly oh. less painful next week Fandango
1: Oh, I can sense a pattern coming
0: here. A very mid-card-y pattern. We we are stuck in the mid-card when it comes to uh, weights and measures at the moment. Mm.
2: Indeed.
0: Okay, before we start on our coverage of State of Emergency, though, we were going to quickly cover a lot of wrestlers that have had UK tryouts. Mm. Uh, Because the WWE were over to do Raw and Smackdown in the UK for their sort of twice yearly i think they come over for their main shows so um they sort of while they were here they decided to have a big european tryout that was just you know anyone who wanted who who was like a big deal in the uk and you know was sort of sent out to come and try out obviously it doesn't mean anything about them necessarily being signed because i think like a ridiculous amount of wrestlers probably try out for the WWE, oh, yeah, but we thought we'd have a quick talk about you know some ones that we've done a lot of coverage of there's you know there's a list of more out there as well but you know we're just talking the ones that we actually know about because
1: yeah that I makes know sense. nothing about this other than Martin Kirby and BT Gun tried out Yep. so hopefully I will learn a few things I'm gonna sneeze you,
0: you do your sneezing that'll be fun for everybody <laughs> Oh my god, that was the best sneeze. It sounded like you did a weird... It sounded like the vomit noise from Roller Coaster Tycoon. It sounded like a theme park game vomit noise.
1: See, it was going to be a really loud one, but I didn't want to wake up your dog, so I had to kind of like muffle it somehow.
0: (sighs) Well, there we go. You you decided to do that with a weird...
1: (laughs) With a weird belch noise. Oh, that hurt a bit, that.
0: So yeah, people who tried out include Mr. B.T. Gunn. Mm.
1: No Web Gun. <laughs>
0: no Web Gun. Who, um, you know, we're a big fan of for his British telecom-based name. <laughs> and yeah, I love B.T. Gun actually. I think he's really good.
1: You see, I, I've got mixed opinions. Yeah, Um Yeah, my internet keeps dropping out, so.
0: <sighs> he's an idiot, isn't he? <laughs> 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 you're going to put people off.
1: Fuck. <sighs> probably already been past.
0: Yeah, probably. That, not by the intro this time, though.
1: Well, yeah, no, that's <laughs> going to be nice. Maybe someone will actually listen to this part. Yeah. Like, and then and then stop and then, at this point. Yeah. Uh,
0: Liam Thompson, the uh, Scottish wrestler who's with...
1: The Bad Boy. The
0: Bad Boy, who we covered in the Scottish tournament last week. Bad Man. Bad, 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 bad Man Liam Thompson. Bad Man Liam Thompson. He was one of them, which... Seemed like an odd one for WWE. I don't feel like he seems like a very WWE wrestler.
1: I don't know. I can see him in WWE as like a sort of yeah. like undercard figure.
0: I suppose as well, though, like a lot of these will be aiming to be signed to like the UK only show, especially. So oh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of an easy way to do it. Um, we've got Stevie Boy from ICW as well. Oh, shit. Which is an interesting one.
1: Oh, my God. Is his name Stevie Xavier? Yeah, it is. You know, last week, I don't know if we were talking about it on air, Mm. but we were talking about FWA very, very briefly. Oh, yeah. I said something called Xavier someone. Oh. Could be Stevie Boy. I suppose it could be. So, I I think I've seen Stevie Boy when I was about 12.
0: I wonder if we'll have to find out. He's 25 years old. Oh,
1: so definitely not, then. So
0: definitely not.
1: (laughs) Shit. Oh.
0: That's interesting. Well, yeah, but one of the Bucky Boys and, you know... Mm filthy generation I feel like he could be a good prospect especially if he's only 25 I wasn't aware he was so young
1: no me neither he looks dirty and old
0: <laughs> he does uh, we have um, CJ Banks was he pound for pound the best around from World of Sport and nowhere else I think he was yeah, yeah.
1: which is weird because I thought they didn't have any overlap
0: yeah well, unless well maybe he hasn't been signed to the main part of, of what World Sport. of Sport you know mm. he was just there for the first one because he didn't have a massive role in that either no so
1: Well, I I guess like um, it, there's no harm in trying out. Um, yeah, I don't think WWE is the the kind of of company that wouldn't poach people. <laughs> That's very true. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got Travis Banks as well. Kiwi oh, would, so. I, I knew about him. Yeah, as well. that would be a. See, he I should he wouldn't be a UK only guy because that doesn't make sense. Because he's not a... I don't know if mean, he wrestles in, the UK, but, in the UK. Yeah,
1: but I don't know if they'd want to like
0: create that vague confusion. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure.
1: But then what about like mainstays like Matt Riddle? Because he's based in think, England, isn't he? Yeah,
0: I, I don't think they'd sign him to the UK either. I hmm. think they'd sign them to different things. Because like, especially when the UK tournament happened, they made a big deal of who was from like Scotland, Wales, or Ireland, or England. So yeah. it's not like they could do that with... So, well, like... It's
1: kind of from the Commonwealth, I guess. Yeah,
0: well, I suppose so.
1: If they change it to the Commonwealth wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is doo-we do we were talking about. So.
0: <laughs> but, like, I suppose any of these people could end up going anywhere, like NXT and, you know,
1: all but, sorts. Of... But by the same token, it could be, like, you know, how Eurovision people from who aren't, like, born in that country can represent a country. Yeah, I see of. what
0: you're saying. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see. I suppose we'll find out when that finally comes around, mm-hmm. or at least in a few years' time if it sticks around for new people coming in and out.
1: Looks like uh, Travis Banks is going to get his wish. Um, <laughs> getting yeah. to be back with yeah. Pete Dunne. because this company's back and sacked. <laughs> I love Travis Banks. I
0: like Travis Banks. <laughs> uh, Morgan Webster. Oh, uh, I
1: love I love Morgan Webster. I
0: do like. I think I think the mod gimmick could work in a weird way for.
1: Oh, especially in the UK. Yeah. Um, so
0: I think that would be a good one. Um, well deserved for him after his big recovery and everything. He's got, like, a good story they can use as well. That would um, be awesome. Yeah, and Martin Kirby, who you already oh. mentioned.
1: Yeah, and a uh, nice yeah. spoiler there.
0: <laughs> ah! That was a, uh... That was
1: unfortunate.
0: I w- oh, I already knew. Yeah, I thought so.
1: I had already pieced it together.
0: I thought you were aware. But no, Ma- uh, Martin Kirby has also tried out, so... Could be another, uh... <laughs> another WCPW mainstay poached.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> so
0: yeah, it would be sad if any of these people well, I suppose it wouldn't be because we're going to be covering the WWE stuff as well. Well yeah, I guess. So, well, I don't
1: know, I think, I feel
0: I'd be happy I would be don't have confidence in
1: WWE not to fuck them up completely.
0: Definitely, no I'm the same like, I mean I suppose it, regardless we should get to still watch them but I don't want
1: to. <laughs> mm, like, look what it did to Joseph Connors. Mm. With his shitty finishing move now, yeah, that's true. I feel like, well, I, I, I can see why they did that. It's pretty dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, like, there's, there's always Didn't gonna break be... Drew Galloway's neck. So,
0: plus, I never really want to say like, oh, I don't want them to be signed by the WWE because I'm pretty sure like all of their dream is probably to be signed by them. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's good
1: in that respect, but I just, it, it would be a shame to sort of see such awesome talent. Not be utilized properly as WWE like to do.
0: Yeah, although it'd be cool if one that you weren't expecting to would end up being like a massive breakout star out of mm, nowhere. That like would be Stevie really, boy, yeah. Know just where. like, just like ends up being this really big main roster guy that everyone loves. New Edge. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, that'd be cool. yeah, that's a few people who you know we might find out further news down the line about them, not being part of other promotions. Indeed, man. But man oh man! Man oh man! <laughs> oh boy! Uh, <laughs> i <was> broken. <laughs> He's broken, everybody. Broken. Okay, let's get to let's get to the main event of the podcast, the main chunk. <laughs> State of emergency.
1: I in. You were with me when I when we when this happened. I was yes. Um, but in preparation for this, when we were getting our dinner from a chip shop, there was a selection of charity books, and there happened to be. The AA Pocket Guide to Orlando, which I bought for 40p. So, so throughout, because this is a very American-themed episode, because they're in the States.
0: And Orlando-themed, because oh, they yeah, are in Orlando. In Orlando.
1: <laughs> so, at various points through the podcast, I'm going to be whipping out my pocket guide, and I'm going to be laying down some sweet Orlando facts.
0: <laughs> so, get ready for the sweet Orlando facts mm. podcast with, yeah. with Fish and chips. Oh, yeah. Boy oh boy, boy oh boy, Orlando. So yeah, this is the uh, first American pay per view of WCPW, Ooh, and it's um, it sort of—I suppose we can probably say it has its teething problems. So it certainly does. <laughs> so let's get let's get rolling. Uh, Indeed, there was a weird opening video package to this, which was clips from the night.
1: Yeah, in the kind of like World of Sport esque. Uh, spoiler style. <laughs> spoiler style. Well, I didn't, like, spoil too much of it. Yeah, it like, I have, like, like, I don't feel like I real.
0: I didn't feel like when I watched it, I had been ruined any spots, and I sort of, like, I didn't remember during the matches that the spots were things I'd seen before, because I kind of feel like there wasn't that many big spots to
1: spoil. Yeah, <laughs> you've uh, certainly <laughs> hit the nail on the head. Tune in next week.
0: <laughs> so, um yeah but, there was, but that was really weird Like that didn't make any much sense uh, on commentary we had uh, Jim Cornette and Matt Stryker
1: yep um, I don't know if it's because Matt Stryker was next to someone infinitely shitter than he is at commentary strongly disagree really? Yeah. really? I really don't mind Jim Cornette I literally never have minded
0: Jim Cornette you always like, get in a big he fit about Jim Cornette and he's like I really famously likes commentator who I think is good
1: oh my god All right. like
0: he doesn't know that much about WCPW but like no worse than like JR doesn't
1: oh yeah <laughs> and but JR done. doesn't go on about just stupid things no yeah, I thought it well, was not, not in like an endearing way either like a yeah. you know it's like oh it was, I once had a bumblebee and it fucking <laughs> you're sh- obsessed with fucking bumblebees no, yes, tonight
0: anyway. it's the buzzword <laughs> it's the buzzword of the oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh you're such a dickhead <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how much of this podcast is going to be you scouring really hard to find any semblance of an orlando fact
1: um none <laughs> no i, I feel
0: definitely like it, not none like of it. scouring the pages right now i feel like I'm, I'm like i feel like i'm when i ask you things to do with the wrestling i'm interrupting you
2: <laughs> no
1: no I feel more like go ahead <laughs>
0: More like I'm being, it feels like I'm
1: being rude, interrupting <laughs> you reading during the fucking podcast. I'm, I'm just looking for a very specific thing, and then I'm all yours. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on.
0: Yeah, so now, Jim really? Connett and Matt Stryker. Like, obviously, as a commentary team related to WCPW, they probably shouldn't really be, like, covering it as much, because Stryker, I like, hey, he has a decent amount of knowledge at this point, y- I suppose. Yeah, Fairly. I like maybe, he's... maybe I disagree with my own statement there but the commentary was not something that bothered me this
1: evening because it was, was kind the only of... thing you could hear <laughs> like, at the... least i can hear something in in what was quite possibly the osceola county stadium and sports complex <laughs> located at 1000 bill beck boulevard
2: take the book off him take the book off
0: him and shred it <laughs> okay great I'm it, all yours. it could have been that I suppose. Yeah, let's talk about that. It wasn't
1: venue. that. It was just a sports hall. It was. It just... was. I felt like, um, you know, when you used to go and like play PE, and there was like another set in mm-hmm. in the room, and they just had a big curtain. Yeah, <laughs> you they drew do. across. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I felt like that was happening, and like there was like a <laughs> hockey game or something <laughs> on the other side. And you yeah. so sort of, like pull the curtain across. No,
0: I feel I feel exactly what you're saying. Although.
1: Like, A lot of American indies are sort of like in that setting. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I feel like that's kind of like a, a staple, really. Yeah. It's just that it's also
0: really shit. Yeah. It looks awful. It looked awful. It had bad acoustics for like. (laughs) uh, Oh God. Every noise. And I just thought it looked really. It just like made it feel like the most budget show after what we've you know what we're used to watching and like. ICW shows are in way smaller venues you know like the weekly shows in the garage and stuff it's just like it's just like a pub
1: well i guess <laughs> that's in a very weird sort of turn of events having a wrestling show in a sports center doesn't work yeah like, if, if you'd have it in a dingy pub it feels like it would work if you have it in a well lit sports center it's not gonna fucking work. It looks really work. weird. It's it just—it felt like PE. It did yeah, just feel the, like wrestling, PE. Wrestling feels like a bit of a dingy sport. Yeah, you know, you're watching two people beat the shit out of each other. You know, it's a—it's basically a blood sport.
0: <laughs> no, well, maybe not blood sport
1: yeah. in like yeah. the true sense, but you know, it is kind of like a gladiatorial thing. Yeah, and I don't think that works in a light <laughs> setting. <laughs> no, it was—it
0: was just weird. It just—it just didn't work. The, i did appreciate though that because of, the, of that they had literally no strobe lights so mm. seizures weren't had from you over there mm-hmm. so that was mm. actually really helpful that was it made it easier yeah. to watch for me i suppose uh, yeah
2: i think i had to look away from the screen like once <laughs> so that's <was> pretty
0: good <laughs> yeah um first match we had though was bt gun taking on martin kirby yeah. And Martin Kirby's was... pre- uh, goal to take on basically every member of the Prestige back to back.
1: Yeah, I wonder who's getting a push.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Martin Kirby's been getting well, a push for like, what, I six months? Who's
1: <laughs> getting a slightly bigger push taken on the main heel faction?
0: Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, This match was like, pretty damn good, really. Like, yeah. pretty fun. Uh, BT Gunn did all his big kicks and they were very sort of, it was a. Kind of like a very physical chopping affair from his side. Yeah. Um Martin Kirby was the usual, you know, fun time and everything. BT mm. uh, BT Gun did his. We is awesome. Like usually from the second rope, I think, where he does like a big code breaker. Yeah. But I really enjoy that. I think that's one of my favorite moves of his.
1: Well, like all the code code breaker kind of maneuvers always. Yeah, the they area.
0: do. So his his like off the ropes is even better. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: but in the end, uh, Martin Kirby. I think it was after he did his stop and then an enziguri, uh then hit a sable bomb and got mm. the win.
1: Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed as mm. well, the crowd, um, yeah. who had previously been in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, well, of course, this is going to be all fucking Disney's, but... Yep. Um, <laughs> after the count of two, it was really fun at first. They went, sweet, too sweet. Ooh. Oh,
0: okay. I hadn't
1: noticed that. Really, much, really, no! Oh my god, like it happened a couple of times. Okay, and like it was like one, two, sweet.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Um, I probably like heard the noise and didn't make the connection because um, I was thinking I, I never really noticed the two sweet where they do it really high pitch. Like for some reason that's not something I think of when I think
1: of too sweet. I don't know why, <laughs> but like it happened a lot and it was like oh that's funny you know they're the wrestling crowd and wrestling yeah weekend that's you know they're getting into it every fucking two count Ah, for the rest of the night
0: that's nice, stuff like that you always get under your skin as well, like the ten count you hate stuff like that
1: Yeah, and they were doing the thing where um, they count one before the referee, oh yeah yeah, they did that a lot yeah, which annoys me as well because I kind of want to know what the count is (laughs) just just (laughs) take one off (laughs) well yeah, but most of the time I can't hear it anyway yeah it's true. It's like, Especially mm. here. It's usually just like garbled 10.
0: <laughs> usually just a 10.
2: Yeah.
0: No, okay, I can see that. Like, most of the. See, the chants that annoy you tend to be like, like annoying, repetitive things that happen a lot during matches, and the ones that annoy me are the ones that like fuck up promos. Like the Watch and like Yeah, no, I'm you know, not
1: I'm not a fan of the Watch and you know like
0: like they're the ones that I think I generally get a little more irked by then and you get a little more irked by the match ones. So we yeah. have a nice combination of hatred to fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking. <it.
1: laughs>
0: yep. Uh so yeah, that but that was the first match.
1: You know, pretty fun really. It was. It's a shame
0: <laughs> It's a shame. It's a shame. That that was not going to continue. Yeah unfortunately but yeah next out we had uh, Blompier come out uh, there's subtitles okay. on this uh,
1: which i quite liked i mean i they were needed they were needed there was no i feel like they could... needed quite a bit of the time Yeah, WCW, WCPW.
0: Yeah, I think so too. So
1: hopefully that is going to be like a continuation from this point. Yeah, but I mean,
0: at the very least, this was them using it at the time where it was by far the most needed that they have ever had, because the microphones and the however the sound was coming through was just the worst. Mm. You could hear absolutely nothing. It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was awful.
0: So yeah, but um. By the by, the subtitles he was basically just you know sort of doing a quick promo, and then was interrupted by James R Kennedy and Drake. Oof. Those naughty the men. Nerve. And James R Kennedy had a weird like uh, butler, orgy butler outfit on. Yeah. Like a wait, what was
1: it? Orgy butler or
0: uh, stupid penguin? Was it stupid, stupid penguin, penguin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they were the chance that the crowd were doing about him
1: having a weird like it was like a onesie tuxedo. <laughs> Yeah, I've no idea why I was wearing it. Was that his ring gear? Was that his I think that was supposed gear? to I be think...
0: his version of ring gear because he dresses yeah. well, so to have ring gear, he wanted to look like he was dressed well. <laughs> really I, weird. I, I guess so. But very quickly into them trying to do a bit of a promo, Prospect came out, it became clear that the whole point was supposed to be that Jim Cornette paid for them to come out for the rest of the money, and they were supposed to be playing that up. Because um, but,
1: Jim Connett doesn't like James R Kennedy, because for he's reason. a bit of a dick. Um, which would be more convincing if Jim Connett actually could remember prospects' names. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I forget
0: prospects' names, but I don't. I'm not like paid to do
1: this. Yeah, you, you, you're not paid for one as a job for it, <laughs> and to storyline wise,
0: yeah. So, I think I'm allowed to get away with it. Also, I think I have pretty much got it down at this point, so to be fair.
1: Gracie is the. The shorter haired uh, guy, he's good at stick fighting. He's good at stick, yeah. And Archer is the one with the weird breast tattoo.
0: And like the ponytail.
1: And the ponytail, yeah. Yep.
0: No. And the limp (laughs) for a while. Hey, Jim Cornette, check us out. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we should also probably mention that uh, Kenny's the ring announcer. Yeah, full of bonus tonight.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> the, the,
0: the the only raging th- erection. The, the only good thing about this whole fucking setup. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you couldn't hear what he was saying, so <laughs> it didn't really matter that much.
1: Oh, you're a fan of his accent then? No, his, I, mean, I meant I meant
0: accent. that you couldn't tell because of the mics
1: and shit. Yeah, but I mean, like, would you? uh <laughs> I don't mean like that. I thought
0: you were just like, oh, you don't understand the Scottish. No, accent.
1: I meant like, um, you missed him talking to you. Well I mean, you know, you weren't, you weren't at peak boner, you know, well, more it's... like kind of nursing a semi,
0: half mast, half mast. Yeah, I was going half mast because I couldn't hear the full glory yeah. of the Scottish or, accent.
1: Or you could imagine him like whispering in your ear, <laughs> "Hey, Lyle." <laughs> That's not whispering. You can't whisper in a Scottish accent. That's impossible. <laughs> <Lyle. laughs>
0: no, nah, it's gone. That was okay. That wasn't too bad. I mean, let me
1: stick my dick in you.
0: That's, that's pretty good. You've got a good Scottish whisper going. You finally... You cracked it after oh. after believing it was impossible. <laughs> you then, on your second attempt, did it. Well,
1: <laughs> I'm just that fucking good, aren't I? I guess so. But real Scottish people can't fucking whisper like that. Good job. <laughs> Practice once.
0: <laughs> just give it a go. Um... So the whole point of this match was supposed to be, you know, James R. Kennedy can't wrestle. Drake told him not to tag to tag in and then needed a tag about 10 seconds later. Like, I literally, I, I was looking down to write down Drake says not to tag in on my notes, and then I looked up and he was asking for a tag. Yeah. So that's the thing. It kind of, like, parts of the match made it seem like Drake was going to end up at some point turning on James R. Kennedy because he was, like, getting annoyed about him like not wanting to tag in and all this sort of stuff um but like eventually he did end up getting tagged in a few times and stuff um and was supposed to be really shit and everything because he's not a wrestler the whole like angle of it all though basically meant that this just wasn't a match it was just like a dull schmozzy mess
1: it is what it said on the tin though prospect get to orlando they face they get revenge I just yeah, like, folks.
0: yeah, I just like I feel like they should have just built it up more as having Drake in the ring for like ages oh, and yeah. having some sort of like make Drake realistic, really strong. yeah. But then you know, needs to be tagged in and you know actually have some semblance of a wrestling match as opposed to just like a, a weird mess
1: squash. <laughs> yeah, and, and then um,
0: James R. Kennedy was trying to walk away from the match and Jim Cornette hit him with his tennis racket because of like that being his gimmick as a manager and. The whole thing is just like an overbooked and then, yeah, mess. Yeah, and then he, then he
1: got up from a, the tennis racket Idiot. like crazy quick. Instantly. Sell no sale. can completely no sold the tennis shot. I mean, what is he? From Leesburg. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah.
0: Oh my God, I really wish that that book wasn't at the fucking chippy. Um, um, Gracie had her, his own face on his... Pants this time <laughs> and did back, like back
1: to the good old days, back to the
0: good old days, and put both Drake and James R. Kennedy's face in his ass. And then they hit their prospect finisher, and then they dabbed to do the pin and win the match. And yeah, that was sort of it. Just like,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. So is that I take it they didn't reach their uh GoFundMe target? No,
0: no, no. near, <laughs> <laughs> like no near him. at all. Aww. Like, I don't know. I think... I wonder if people didn't... I wonder if it was just through lack of people who, you know, wanted to do it anyway, or if there were people who were sort of confused as to where the money was going and why it was supposed to be happening. Especially with recent scandals of what what culture actually seems to be like from a a business level. I feel like that shadiness that I was pointing out back then feels like it could have been a bit more legit now. Yeah,
1: no. (laughs) So... uh... Pretty messed up.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I actually trust that campaign rather a lot less all of a sudden, which I didn't really think about, but...
1: Yeah, no, I, I trust it a bit less. <laughs> so... But, you know, if the money is going back into WCPW, then I, I've, I guess I've got no issue with that. It's just kind of like, you know, it's just supporting... W- yeah, it's the, just weird. The, the product, I guess.
0: Kind of, yeah. It's just like, it just wasn't made clear, and I feel like that's shady, and I feel like that's especially shady in a company that, like, is now basically gross.
1: Mm. <laughs> Only the high ups. Only the high Only ups. The ups.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is why we're fine to still cover it, basically.
1: Yeah, mm. you know. you still got another, like, two weeks of Kenny. Yep, that's To true. get your stiffy on.
0: Oh, nice. Oof, two more weeks of Kenny. Oh. Oh, let me stick my dick in your life. <laughs> Thanks. So, adult, my my fetish isn't you doing a Scottish accent. It's Kenny. It's
1: not. No, it's
0: not. It's just a voice you're doing. So your yeah.
1: fetish is a voice that I'm doing.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Stop it. Stop this now. Stop this nonsense. Like, we'll stop the nonsense of having to talk about that match that was nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up, we had Primate taking on Joey Ryan, which. In sort of every semblance of the world, is like a really stupid matchup a comedy wrestler and your monster heel.
2: Mm. Basically,
0: like, why would you do that? Um, Joey Ryan did all his usual things. He gave a used lollipop to someone in the crowd who wanted it.
1: I've never seen him do that one before. No, me
0: neither, but like, I kind of assume it's something he does because like the crowd were like all ready for that happening. Yeah. Uh, He did the baby oil in his pants. Um, and on himself and got the crowd to rub it on him and stuff. Um, It was really like, but the match itself was really dull and then we get to carry on our trend of everything being ridiculously overbooks in that Joey Ryan had the DDT Iron Man 24-hour title.
1: Which is basically the hardcore championship.
0: Basically the hardcore championship, but like in the indies. Yeah. Um... And when he got hit with a move, and both men were down, Jack the Jobber ran out and pinned him for it, and won that title. And then, like they, the match becomes a non-title match. So they have. But it was a,
1: already a non-title match. Wasn't well, it was
0: it? no. It was supposed to count as being for the title just because. Well, it's Primate. pinned oh, him because yeah, like, yeah. it's a twenty-four hour title. So like, but they carried on as a non-title match. Um, in the end, Primate won by. With one of his spears, after being, was he given a lollipop or something? Something happened with a lollipop beforehand. Some bullshit, Uh, and yeah, primate won, and then uh, Joey Ryan ran backstage and grabbed Jack the Jobber and pinned him to become the champion again, Mm. and then Joe Hendry came out of the crowd and hit a freak of nature and also got a pin and then won that title. And then he, we proceeded from there to go into sort of like the stuff to do with the next match, where he dropped it in the bin. El Alar, uh, what she called, um, Madusa, you know, the women's title from WWE and WCW. i forget. forgetting, F- Elundra Blaze. It was like the same angle essentially. Ah, uh, okay. Um, where like dropping a belt in the bin to say it was worthless, and Cornet mentioned it on commentary, I think, as well. Um. And then he did a promo, which, I mean, you could read. A readable yeah. promo.
1: It seemed like a decent one.
0: Yeah, it Probably. seemed. Probably. It seemed fine, and Henry was trying to turn up the mic while he was doing the whole promo, like he kept meddling with dials in the hope that it would help. I think it vaguely did. I felt like I could hear him slightly better afterwards. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was another match with lots of things that happened that didn't make sense. Mm. I mean, I'm at least glad Primate won. They didn't have the comedy character beat the monster heel. Like I don't even like Primate, but if he'd lost to Joey Ryan I would have just been really annoyed.
1: <laughs> yeah no I I, I agree. Um cool. I didn't really mind Jack the Jabber winning the title. I thought that was pretty funny, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not you it, know obviously it's
2: I think
0: it's fine I think at this point in time it's okay. <laughs> At mm. this particular time, when something was happening with this title, it was okay. It yes. was still overbooked. It still kind of vaguely ruined the match. All the extra things happening, it took away from. But I mean, the match was bad anyway. But mm. it was still like there was still a lot of distractions from it. But, but this is certainly not of of all the matches that are annoying and overbooked of the night. This is not the one where it ruins it the most. I will say that was probably the. Probably the prospects one. I don't know. There's there's plenty of times where I get annoyed. Don't worry. But no, I thought this was like I thought the match was a stupid idea to start with. there was too many stupid spots that didn't make sense, and then uh, then the the jobber stuff happened, which was just like it was. There was something that you said before. uh, Partner over there whips where you were saying that uh, when we were watching it, you were saying it was like children in the playground had written a story and were acting it out in a, oh, wouldn't it be funny if then this happened? And they just kept heaping more and more ridiculous things on and it didn't make sense and none of it worked. Yeah. And that is... In- this, that happens more and more as this pay-per-view goes on.
1: Yeah, I'm sensing a theme in the in the matches as well. Hmm. Comedy. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: weird comedy weird that's comedy. just like trying too hard and not well thought through.
1: Yeah.
0: is um, basically the theme of the night, and I feel like I, that was, this was, you know, that happening again.
1: I feel like, um, well, obviously, like, I've just thought about it, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Back when they were booking this American, you know, uh, WrestleMania weekend show, yeah. They obviously had a couple of guys that they were taking over. Yeah. But, Obviously, you had no idea how the storylines were going to go. Oh, and, yeah. And whatever. So they had Primate. I think Grader was meant to be there at one point as well. Oh, he definitely was, yeah. Um. So, like, Primate, Kirby, and, you know, all these, these British guys who were taken over. Yeah. Um, and then they just sort of, like, just put them in matches for the sake of it. Because, I mean, like, if Rampage wasn't facing Joey Ryan, who was he going to face?
0: Y- yeah, Primate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think just for the sake of it, Martin Kirby, Joey Ryan would be um, that would a, have made a, a, a lot, lot better match. You know, they're both comedy wrestlers, and
0: they could have maybe pulled something they, out. Yeah, of it. could have. Martin know. Kirby would have had much more of a chance of making something good out of that situation than Prime yeah. eight, definitely. No, um, I know what you mean. A lot of the matches, although like the matches are generally inconsequential in the pay per view. Like, there's not really that much of a big storyline to them.
1: Nothing happens other than. Joe Hendry's there, representative. at number stage.
0: He I suppose the prospect and James R. Kennedy thing is a long-running thing. It was just really, really
2: shit.
1: It's a shame, really. <laughs> it was awful.
0: Yeah. um, But no, the um, Hendry being out there uh, bleeds into the next match, which is uh, him calling out Matt Stryker to have the match now, which it was apparently supposed to be later in the card, was supposed to be part of the point, but mm-hmm. they had it now. I mean, it didn't really make much of a difference. Um, He... Um, Matt Stryker gave Hendry's t-shirt away which he was very angry about and he <laughs> ended up stealing it from the fan after the match which was great <laughs> which um, amazing. you could hear Matt Stryker better shouting than you could hear Joe Hendry with a microphone
1: yep, go figure
0: so that was pretty, pretty ridiculous um, King Ross came out to be on commentary which, uh, to take over Stryker which I probably would have been annoyed about if I mean, I didn't, he didn't really play it up too much, and there was enough things going on in the ring that were annoying me that I didn't
1: care that much. I'm I'm a bit annoyed because I've said I watched a match with King Ross doing commentary yeah. quite recently, where he's actually better at it, like a lot better than yeah. he used to be. I'm just annoyed that he didn't really do anything. Yeah, <laughs> to like, like prove
0: like, he was better. No, he was just sort of there. He was like, it was. I feel like in general on this pay per view, like the commentary. It, times were annoying, but in general, I find it kind of can't, find it kind of easy to like tune them out because I was busy being annoyed at the matches.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so probably why you weren't annoyed at Jim Cornette.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I like. I feel like I listened to him, but no, nothing really. He's like I think the thing that,
1: that bothers me, me is like he's weirdly sexist for no reason.
0: That is something I'll be bringing up. But both of them were weirdly sexist at one point, so that part will be brought up when we get there in the pay per view. But there was a, an especially weird sexist part, which was uncomfortable. And I can't remember on. that. It's okay. I'll, I'll, it's... I'll bring you up to speed. It was kind of like. Half of it was muttered from Matt Stryker's side, so it was kind of hard to hear and kind of weirdly throw away. But yeah, we'll get there when it happens because it's sort of at a specific point. Cool. Um, but yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, on commentary, Jim Connor and King Ross made fun of the sound quality, which was yeah. at least you know <laughs> make at least them being
1: aware. Um, well, yeah, that's that's. One thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the match between Matt Stryker and Joe Henry was especially dire, though. They did like I... a few like rolling around wrestling moves that you know were kind of just like dull to watch and sort of like doing lots of rolls while locked up together, and then very quickly in the end, Joe Henry hit a suplex and a freak of nature and won.
1: I, I, it's not the best match I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's quite far from it. Yeah. But I like, I like the point of it. You know, I, I was worried that they were just going to give Matt Stryker a win. Oh yeah, but and, like, uh, at least the right. Decision. It, it like, was a squash, basically, yeah. and that's what it needed to be. It was a squash. Yeah. Um, it, it was. It went on for a squash.
0: It was very short. It yeah, was just also it went
1: on um, for about a like, minute too long, I'd say. Yeah, probably. Of the rolling around kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was a squash. Still, Hendry won, and I, you, you know, it does. It's a good thing.
0: Yeah, like there's a lot of the booking in this, in terms of who wins and who loses in general, isn't something. It's one of the few things of the pay per view that I didn't think was awful. <laughs> so, like, at least they haven't ruined characters for things going forward. But it didn't stop this from being unenjoyable for me. Also, Matt Striker lost a tooth. Really? Yeah. They, like, played it up for quite a lot for the rest of the night, and, like, I think he did legitimately lose a tooth. Oh, shit. So, yeah.
1: It probably ended up in, uh, Um, Wakiwa Park.
0: Probably did, yes. That's right.
2: Christ on a trike.
0: Yep. (laughs) This is is what we have to put up with.
1: It's alright, I'm plugging us, you know. People, it's like when people come to your hometown and go, it's 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 good to be here in blank, um, (laughs) I was too far away. It's Magic Kingdom again. It's
0: still Magic Kingdom. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you're like. So, you know, this is going to get us a lot of Mm, of distance from Orlando. It's not. It's really not. It's it's, going to get us a lot of distance away from having anyone
1: listen. Yeah, but I hear they're uh, especially nice down in Ocala.
0: Okay, so next section of the match we had was. one of the worst parts of the entire evening. Jack the Jobber pinning a bin for the title because that's supposed to be funny. And then Joey Ryan doing the same thing of pinning him because he was round the corner and getting the 24-hour title back. It's like children wrote every part of this script. Mm, so fucking stupid.
2: Oh, oh, you know what would be really funny? Oh, if he pins the bin. Ha, ha, ha.
0: Yeah, great. Great, everybody. What a great fucking idea. That was proper cringe worthy. Like, it I was. happened to be watching that bit and was just sat there
1: going, oh no. See, I'm amazed at the production values of this bit. <laughs> yeah, you could, you hear, could hear it.
0: Them. That was, was. They'd certainly put some effort into sound at that particular. Put your effort in the really good part of the night.
1: You could hear them, and it was. It was filmed during the end of the Joe Hendry and Matt Striker match because you could hear it in the background, Oh, my gosh. which I'm I'm pleased about because it's like uh, yeah. actual that is you know contingency, clever, yeah. which I, I really really like when you know <laughs> you've got like um, when and like WWE say when it cuts away from the ring, yeah, and you can still kind of hear like for an interview and you can still yeah, kind yeah. of hear like whoever's music in the arena just yeah, kind of like yeah. leaving. I don't know. I just really like it because it, you know it keeps with the time frame. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, just what to say. Despite the content of this segment, I enjoyed the continuity aspect. Yeah, great. What a nice little yeah. positive what to this nice incredibly
0: spin. negative show. Uh, we also had a little segment after that of Rampage backstage meeting Blampier again and Blampier trying to make amends and Rampage not being very happy about it because of, you know, kind of like, this was a nice at least callback. Like, I, I this was one of the things I actually enjoyed. In the evening, you know, it was like it was a 10-second throwaway bit of footage, but you know, it was nice that they were willing to call back to that time, even though they've like the storylines changed so much since then.
1: Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed that bit actually. Yeah,
0: I mean, nothing it, nothing really came of it. It was just a throwaway bit of oh, do you remember that? But you know, yeah, it was fine. It was a cool thing to for them to at least do. Ooh. Next match we had was. Uh, Three non-WCPW wrestlers in David Starr, who we've seen a few oh, times. Yeah, he's, but like, he's
1: been a couple of times. Yeah,
0: but like not really for much other than like I think he was just around for two pay per views that were like a few days apart, basically. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but David Starr, the man of many names, uh, taking on Michael Elgin, who is someone I have certainly heard of as a wrestler. Mm. <laughs> uh, he's like a big Ring of Honor guy, and uh, and Bobby Fish, who. I've seen as part of a tag team before, but haven't had any. Didn't have much context for him as a singles wrestler. I like his name, yeah, it does sound pretty good. Mm. Shares it with someone I'm sat with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this uh, this match proved that even a match that doesn't have any basis in storyline can still have stupid overbooked bits. Yeah. So they all took turns sort of like trying to get roll-ups on each other at the start of this match, and then the ref went for a pin because he Just wanted to be in the match, and that's funny apparently. Um, and then everyone got annoyed at the ref, and he managed to push them all over and, like, be a big man because that's really funny. Um, and then out of nowhere after that, Michael Elgin did the worm.
1: Yeah, I'm... Maybe it would make more sense if we could hear them. If we could hear yeah, what they was, were saying. Yeah, there
0: were quite a few bits where, like, like none of there was talking in the ring you couldn't hear, and then Michael Elgin did the worm. I mean, a few of the bits were just like I don't think the ref spots were supposed to have had much of a. Oh yeah.
1: No, build up didn't. of. But no, I know what you but, mean
0: about the worm. But like, this was just like I. I don't understand how. I mean, if you want us to be able to hear the sound in the ring for this thing you're broadcasting for <laughs> lots of people signed up to Extra who want to watch it worldwide.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know why they didn't make it free. Because...
0: Because cause, uh, Progress made a show free that had bad quality things and that show was about 100 times more watchable mm. in quality and in design. <laughs> yeah, so this is... So, yeah, it just took away from the match not knowing what was happening in terms of them talking alongside really overbooked stuff. Once the match actually got started, it was pretty good, though. They they had a really good three-way chemistry. They did, like, suplexes into each other and stuff. Michael Elgin, especially, was someone I thought was really good. I liked his like; he looked like a really big Inzaguri to someone who was on the top rope, despite the fact he was massive.
1: Yeah, no, I really liked the look of Michael Elgin. I like I like his style.
0: Yeah, and he did like a really big double German suplex to both of them at one point, and a, like a few big power bombs and stuff. He just seemed really good.
1: Yeah. No, I wanna see more of him going forward. Um, yeah. Maybe
0: And we might be gonna... in the
1: World Cup, I guess. Or yeah. one of
0: these guys will be surely. In a few hopefully. Of
1: um that's what I was just gonna say actually, you know, maybe I say. rather <laughs> than just three random guys, they might be hopefully trying to build to the World Cup as you know, we've, we've said with the Bring of Honor showcases and all that kind of Yeah, bollocks.
0: So that could that could at least be something and Great I point. at least might, if we were gonna have anyone we've seen any of the people <clears> we've seen from sort of the US, Michael Elgin it'd be a f- you know, a high up pick for me, for someone yeah. who would be in that And Ricochet, thing. he's yeah. got to be. Yeah, see like, I don't I was going to say Michael L is going to be someone I wouldn't mind getting through those qualifiers but when I think about US wrestlers we've got Cody Rhodes, Ricochet, Matt Riddle, like we've mm. got enough people that I wouldn't really want him to be one of them, to be fair. Yeah. So, but you know, I'd be happy to see him in the, you know, in some of the matches there, I think that would be really good. you're like in the ring he would be someone who would be Perfect to have in those matches, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but in the end of this match anyway, uh, Bobby Fish ended up getting David Starr to tap out to win the match. I don't really remember what with, but
1: me neither. I re- just remember Michael Logan being really strong and he impressed me.
0: Yeah, that was basically that's basically the point of my <laughs> Being very annoyed at all the shit at the start and then thinking that Michael Eldian was pretty good after that. Yeah. And thinking and thinking that that match probably could have been good if it wasn't annoying at the beginning. But
1: Yeah, and <laughs> um, probably had a longer time limit. Yeah. It? All these matches seem very, very short and quite yeah. rushed. I, I don't know how much but, of that was, like... Because like, surely
0: some of these can't have been that short. But, like, I feel like this one especially was, like, if you'd have added those five minutes at the start and a couple of minutes at the end. Because at the end, they did, like, weird over-the-top handshakes, which was supposed to be to do with, you know, like, the Code of Honour from Ring of Honour. But they were sort of, like, making a big deal out of it and milking, like, sort of doing, like, a run-up. And it was like,
2: oh,
0: hey, when they finally shook hands. and Like, there was... Probably They probably could have added about seven minutes to this match and it would have felt a good length just by cutting out the really shit comedy stuff. Like, no match on this card other than... I think there was maybe two matches on this entire card, the main event and the opener between BT Gun and Matt and Kirby, that felt like they were in any way serious and that anyone gave a shit about winning because all the others were just basically people, like, dicking about. Yeah. (laughs) Which, like... I also don't mind matches like that, like Grado and El Ligero on the Scottish qualifiers last week was, it was awesome. Really cool, yeah. I enjoyed that loads. So, but like a whole card of just that oh. was so grating, and especially yeah. when it was it was done way worse than, like no none of the matches on this card for like trying when they were doing like comedy spots were in any way near as entertaining as Grado and El Ligero was last week. Oh no. So, like, it was all—it was done badly, and it was way overkill for how much there was.
1: I mean, like, it could have been like a like an experiment, because the yeah. amount of wrestling on WrestleMania weekend must be yeah ridiculous. Well, it is ridiculous. There's so many.
0: Yeah, and like, I don't know how much was like them being like and them trying to
1: be different from the different others or
0: like there's or, there's a lot of things behind it or just that they thought that the WrestleMania crowd would be the sort of idiots who would lap this up and well, really they kind they, of were. Yeah, they were. So <laughs> the crowd were fucking well into it. Yeah, but I mean, if you want me to watch it at fucking home and pay bloody money for it, then <laughs> Jesus Christ, like if if this was paid for as an individual thing, I would legitimately try to complain to get money back because of quality issues in like the way it was put together anyway so
1: no man's sky the shit out of it
0: yeah exactly it was <laughs> it was it was the no man's sky of of um the no man's sky of wrestling indies and in terms of being boring and shit and broken <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was basically the entire thing
1: cool. they also seemed like it wasn't a show designed to be sort of watched at home. No, it, not at all. It was more of like a crowd participation. Yeah, need to be in the audience kind of show.
0: Yeah, which which is weird is to is put you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: which is fine. If you're there. Yeah. And haven't made a massive fucking deal about it. For for the last six months,
0: yeah. Like, this is the, the package they've been putting together about the Orlando thing is the advert they have shown the most out of everything ever. They've been, I've heard that you know, like the theme that they play. I that really happens. quite like that, it, it's, a, it's a good theme, but like, I, I feel like I've heard that like a billion times on like a hundred what culture videos and all the other pay per views. <laughs> yep, that's how it goes. <laughs> yep. Uh, so,
1: <laughs>
0: really good actors. Yeah. So yeah, like I feel like they've advertised this more than anything else, as if you are supposed to be excited to watch it, mm. and especially from home.
1: it well,
0: shouldn't be good.
1: One thing I will say though is that I'm surprised at the following that they've got in the states. I mean, like a lot of the crowd seemed to, you know, know the characters like Martin Kirby and, and BC Gunn and, and Joe Hendry.
0: But the WrestleMania crowd is famously made up of a lot of countries, including Britain. Like yeah. so many people fly out. It wasn't it wasn't an American crowd really in the typical sense. WrestleMania yeah. is I mean like was... Did you see some of the people in the crowd? Yeah, well, yeah, like obviously there was, you know, a decent um, proportion of
1: <laughs> There was like a massive section of rednecks. <laughs> Basically, like, on the kind of, like, side that the camera was facing. Yeah. There was certainly,
0: like, (laughs) it was certainly, like, a lot of, like, there was a lot of people who weren't British there, but it wouldn't surprise me if maybe half of them were just also people from the UK who were coming over anyway. Yeah. So it's not like, it, but I know what you mean.
1: I was, yeah, I was kind of referring to more, like, the rednecks who kind of knew who everyone was.
0: Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I suppose if you're in WrestleMania, you're someone who watches a lot of wrestling, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So, it makes sense. Um, no, uh, we had two more matches, we were told, now, though, for the rest of the night, mm. which means, this is the third show in a row where there's no women. We don't like women in WCPW. WCP- like, how much has what culture, over the years, like, back in the day when, you know, in WWE there was very few women's matches, complained about like women's wrestling
2: dude even ice commented on that
0: totally Mm. like what culture they have like people who make their living essentially are a company that gen that especially before wcpw and i still think mainly make their living on like criticizing the wwe for stuff like not having good women's content (laughs) Yeah, they have had three shows in a row where there has not been one women's match, and there's been one woman who's been vaguely featured, be Priestley but interfering a couple of times, and that's it. Like WWE has not probably not had three pay per views in a row with no women's match ever. I think they've pro- like they've probably been shite throwaway bullshit matches, but I don't know. Do a like, uh, until...
1: and panties and pigsty. I mean, they count?
0: do. They do. <laughs> that's still like that's still a women's match. Like I think since they have had a women's division in WWE, which is basically, you know, since, like, the late 90s onwards, I don't think they'll have had three pay-per-views in a row that didn't have a women's match. And what culture have managed it while also criticising the WWE for not, like, for being having shit representation of women in the year 2017, while they also have, like, one of the best women's rosters that I can think of?
1: It could just be unfortunate... I, I really it can't so be, It can't be that unfortunate
0: three confusing. times in a row. I
1: know. It's not. It's I'm not. I'm trying to play Devil's Advocate. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm playing Devil Shooter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've played that too.
0: That's a fun game. <laughs> no, like, but, that's like they had to. Like, I could. It would be perfectly fine if this was the one show that yeah. had no women's match. But well, then I'm
1: sure there are women in America. There. <laughs> There are women. In- I've heard there are women in America. You know, just send like B. Priestley over, or like yeah. an ambassador for. DCW. Hell, have two fucking have two people up who up aren't even part of, of WCPW. Yeah. Just have two like, like they've had Evolice and Tessa Blanchard, and uh, they're both American. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they're both in like WrestleMania oh, because man. they're both big big names. Yeah, um,
2: and
0: like I don't know, three is three times in a row. I'm just like, like. They've had matches on all of these pay per views that have involved people in the tag division. They've had tag division matches on all three of them. They had this one had Prospect on. They're, they're a part of the tag yeah, division, and, yeah, yeah. and they, each of the other two have had tag matches too. So like, they've. It's not that they've cut out the other divisions to have singles matches in all these pay per views or whatever. They've had tag division matches. So there's. It's so ridiculously what, inexcusable.
1: What about again, Devil's Advocate? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they sometimes do dark matches before the actual.
0: I don't believe there have been any that have had women in, from what I've read on cage match.
1: Berries. No. But like, would that would that like make it no. a bit more palatable? I think that would, would maybe that make be
0: worse. It... <laughs> that would almost be worse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it'll shove them on the part that you can't watch.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: So no, that's that was something we discovered on this. I really like. I don't know. I'm. I just hope this isn't something that continues. Like it, it, it can't be. It really can't. Like, we've literally had like it was 2 years ago that there was a hashtag that was give divas a chance.
1: And well, they can haven't we give women them as divas yet? Which is a I guess is a <laughs> See, It's not a step in any direction really, is it? It's staying no. fucking firmly put. Yeah. I'm like So at least it's not gone backwards, it's just at a standstill. Ugh, an awful standstill. <laughs> an awful standstill. Actually, no, I'm going to say it did go backwards because, you know, Jim Cornette and Matt Stryker were really sexist. So. Yeah, which is the start of the next match. Hooray! Mm. So, yeah, maybe it did point. go backwards. Yeah,
0: maybe it did. Good job, WCPW. Like a step
1: backwards in the women's division.
0: Yeah. Good job, everybody. We had, um... It was Liguero and Ricochet next and the time that, um... Cornet and Stryker were sexist was uh, Stryker striker came back for this match I believe so he, he was it was Ross who covered the last one and once again wasn't that annoyed by Ross. I thought he was fine. Okay. He didn't really he say didn't much say but it was fine. Um but there was a woman who came out and took Ricochet's cape away and then Ricochet and... El- no, sorry, took El Ligero's cape away and El Aguero and Ricochet wanted to do a weird swapping clothes spot because we can't have anything serious or relating to a wrestling match on this fucking show. <laughs> this dog shit fucking show. So, um, yeah, a woman took his jacket away just in like a, that's what I, my job is to do. And then he he wanted it back, so they basically sort of he had to go get it back Um, and Matt Stryker and Jim Cornette were sort of like making weird comments about the woman and saying like oh yeah I think her name's Megan and like then in the end said I think it was like Cornette was trying to sort of vaguely do some sort of innuendo and then it was Stryker who said something about like it got onto somehow the subject of gardening and Matt Stryker basically called her a hoe like the garden implement which literally like the godfather had come out and like I can't remember the exact quote. I didn't want to write it down, but basically they were incredibly sexist to a legit woman who was just, like, doing her job.
1: Wow. Yeah. And as much as I really don't like Matt Stryker, he's usually, like, he you was you think
0: on... he'd be the better of the
1: two. Because <laughs> he... Because he had something with Alex Shane, because Alex Shane has that weird thing for B Priestley. Oh, yeah. That... Is kind of sexualized, but it's not about just all women. No, it is specifically B Priestley that he likes. Yeah, which is I ki- kind of
0: I think that's like, like that yeah, it's kind of
1: acceptable. Sense. He's he's never been like proper disgusting. No, totally. Um, but he did say something about wanting to chew a chewing gum or, or something. Yeah, something like slightly gross, but not horribly horribly yeah, yeah. like and like sexually. That makes explicit. sense
0: because that's the whole thing that she does. So you know, yeah. in theme.
1: And um, Matt Stryker took. Like, offense to this. I can't remember exactly what it was. And uh, he was like, Oh, she's someone's daughter. And yeah. you know, like, really weird. Matt Stryker doesn't seem like very. Does shit like that.
0: <laughs> I feel like he always, like, he feels like he tries to weirdly brag about sexual conquests a lot on commentary. <laughs> Yeah. Like he's always saying, like, like when they mention like the travel or dream card thing of the Prestige, says things like, "Oh, the only person I, people I show my travel or dream key to, is the girls." But that's a story for another time, and you know, shit like that. Like he's, it's a thing he does quite often. So it's, it's mm. I actually, I didn't realize that he'd have been like, he's tried to stand up for women. At <laughs> yeah, some no, point. he has
1: done quite a lot. <laughs> that's really weird, and um, especially on like, I think he said something in a in an Eva Lee match because she's Lucha underground, underground yeah. yeah um i'm sure you said something about evil release as well i can imagine so trying to you know stick up for women
0: yeah <laughs> so weird
1: give women a chance
0: give women a chance day wcpw you know women what a maybe uh
1: maybe the reason there were no women's matches on this occasion is because jim connor isn't allowed to be around women <laughs>
0: like 50 feet or maybe maybe there's just a clause in like in all states of america in that if jim, both jim conner and matt striker especially are in the same building
1: yeah you're only allowed one to zero um women's matches a night in the sport of wrestling in the sport of women's wrestling, wrestling is banned <laughs> This is why WWE ran into so many problems. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, they, they weren't just being dicks; they just they just weren't allowed. They just weren't allowed because. Which they had is why cu- they, they got around the rules by having them like fight in pools like <laughs> filled with like custard. Didn't they? <laughs> See, that's not a real match; that's a pool of custard. <laughs> this is. That's a... what they told the authorities. This... They cracked it. You've cracked it. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. We've come round from <laughs> the women's conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can, can we please refer to you as talking about the women's conspiracy more often? I think that'll make you sound really good.
2: No. <laughs>
0: oh, Jesus. Yeah, okay, well, we should probably stop talking about just lots of sexists and talk about wrestling for a bit. <laughs> lots of sexists, including all of WCPW's staff. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, it was El Ligero taking on Ricochet next, which, you know.
1: Which a match I was really excited for. Because that sounds like it should be really exciting.
0: That's a good idea for a match. Uh, At the start of the match, they decided to spend time, instead of doing fun wrestling and flips and stuff that we all want to see, swapping over their capes and crowns and, like, dressing each other because that's fun. And then after that, they did, like, they sort of traded either, like, dances or poses. And then the ref did a dance like they had like a weird. It was sort of like a dance off, but it was almost like a single pose off. It was really weird. Um, but like an extra fun bit that you know involved the referee again. The referee, the fucking MVP of the night in doing all the shit comedy spots as part of all this
1: bollocks. It was the same referee. It well, was all matches.
0: It was. He did matches. all
1: of them. Well, I guess pretty pretty good. I and didn't, like all matches. <laughs> he didn't,
0: didn't like him because he did all the fucking bollocks in the whole thing. <laughs> He put himself over... He was more over than the fucking wrestlers because he was as much a part of the matches, (gasps) as him. Once it got started, you know, Ricochet was still really good. Um, The match just, like... It was still kind of silly even when it got going, though. Like, they had a lot of spots where you could just tell everyone was sort of being jokey and Ricochet was sort of, like, doing moves just to be sort of funny and it it once again took away from the match seeming that serious or good and I don't feel like anyone really hit any big moves because they kind of, they like everyone was like in this match, even though it was one of the more serious matches of the night, it still felt like they were sort of not doing big spots because they didn't really need to because they were just sort of having fun.
1: See, while I was thinking about this, Mm -hmm. and I know Ricochet had like four shows or something in one day. Mm-hmm. So I completely understand why, you know, he wasn't going like, you know, oh, that's fine. bell yeah. to bell, you know, hundred miles an hour, because it would just be burnt out. Totally, like that um, seems
0: that would be entirely fair. but... Yeah,
1: and like um, El Aguero, you know, is the hardest working wrestler in the world. <laughs> oh, totally. So I, I I kind of understand why it wasn't like a as good a match as it as it should have been, you know, yes. them doing all the flips and jumping around and everything. But it didn't really call for... It also just doesn't mean that, like... Comedy.
0: Yeah, it also just doesn't mean that, like, even though there's plenty of good reasons, I mean, we tuned in to watch lots of good wrestling and we didn't get any of it. Like, I can still criticise the match. Like, it's fine if neither of them... If both of them had reasons that they weren't, you know, having as great a match as they could have done. But, like... I still thought it was shit, and I'm still going to say it was pretty... Like, it wasn't mm. shit, it was still fine, like...
1: It was one of the better matches in the car. It was card. definitely
0: one of the better matches in the card. <laughs> but fuck me, it was, wasn't that good. But at the end was uh, Ricochet, like, hit a shooting star press to finish, which was, you know, really high up and looked really good and everything, but
1: yeah.
0: it was a relatively short match and a relatively unimpressive one, really.
1: Yeah.
0: It was fine. It was fine. Straight down the middle, really, but, like... I don't know. Both these guys together feels like it should have been a big deal. Like, what cultures sort of own mainstay high flyer and like the biggest, best import high flyer? Like, you just his, expect his, something like, to be awesome.
1: Where what cultures sort of like home away from yeah. home kind of thing?
0: Totally. No. Well, it was. You know, I enjoyed it well enough. It, it wasn't the it was worst fine. match. Yeah. Uh, main event was next though, with uh, Drew Galloway taking on Rampage. Rampage with his you know winning his big best of 7 series and then getting a bit of a push beating Bad Bones and also getting to the semis in the World Cup so you know he's had a
2: he's had a really big
0: push to be honest yeah um they had a sort of this match I mean I wasn't that excited by the idea of these two facing each other and it was kind of as I expected like there it's kind of like was it when it was
2: who was the match
0: was it? It was Galloway versus Joe Coffey. Where I was kind of like, yeah, neither of these like, guys have usually the very best matches. Like they're both sort of have fine matches. And I thought I was basically yeah, felt the, the same way about this. And I think it was basically like that's kind of how I felt about it in the end as well. Like yeah, I, f- maybe, I have the maybe. same opinion of it. Really. Like it was fine. It was good. There was like probably you know, the
1: best match on the card.
0: But... It was certainly up there. <laughs> um, like they had. You know, it was just sort of a standard big, big, stupid like slapping each other chops brawl, they spilled to the outside, there was a big suplex on the ramp at the top. Uh Drew Galloway at one point hit like a really awesome pop-up power bomb sort of thing to mm-hmm. Rampage and that looked badass. Um did. but in the end, uh it only needed um they were sort of they had like a they were sort of doing Galloway was trying to get like a bridging pin on Rampage and then he used the ropes to sort of o- rotate out of it, and then hit a future shot and got the pin. Yeah. Um. Really hard to describe. Don't know if that way of it's explaining like... it made sense, but he like they were sort of like he was trying to lift Rampage up to tip him to bridge him over, um to like sort of like backslide him over, and then he couldn't. So instead, like while he had him locked behind him, he, he used the ropes to sort of the... flip over him, yeah, 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 and hit the future shot. I was disappointed that after all the people he's used loads of finishers on, or pile drivers, then future shocks, Rampage, who they've been given this big push to, just took a future shock and was pinned. Yeah. Like, I feel like they've given Rampage this big best of seven series to get to this point, and then, like, he looked like one of Drew Galloway's weaker opponents that he's faced recently. I know, I
1: thought that as
0: well. And, like, this pay per view that's kind of like. Although it was shit, it was supposed to be one of their marquee pay-per-views, and they kind of, like, I don't know. I well,
1: like... the, the entire thing just feels like a write-off anyway. So... Yeah. But, <laughs> I don't know, like,
0: after all this, getting his big match, and he kind of, like, it was, it, the match was fine, but it kind of made him look like a bit of a, you know, mid-carder in comparison to Drew Galloway, and I don't feel like that's, that's sort of the aim of the build that they've given him. No. The winner of this big best-of-seven feud with Primate uh, going into this match with the champion after also having that match with Bagbones, which is one of the best matches we've watched <laughs> while doing this. Mm.
1: Fucking hell. <laughs> I,
0: like, I, I I just, just wanna to... watch that again.
1: Yeah, shall we? <laughs> yeah.
0: Can we not why did we why did we watch this shit? <laughs> um
1: but I was yeah. also
0: really sad as well that that match had no pile drivers because both of those guys do really awesome yes, pile drivers. And I guess they were both kind of like too big or heavy for them to do pile drivers to each other. But like one of the things that I went, was excited about going into that match was the like idea of one of, the of them drivers. doing an awful pile driver, yeah.
1: And then the other one maybe no-selling and then doing it again. Yeah, something one. like that.
0: I think that would have been awesome. But cool. I mean, I can see yeah. why they didn't. But, you know, it was just something I was excited about and didn't really get.
1: Yeah, I think it would have been better, because um, this card's obviously missing its sort of, like, trademark exhibition match, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, uh, no rules, street fight, no rules, kind of match, which they always kind of have. Mm. And I thought that this might be, you know, no disqualifications. That could have made of, it really good, I yeah. feel like. I mean, I Rampage like both does great in that be.
0: especially, so yeah.
1: Yeah, and Drew Galloway was, you know, he's also good at no I'm disqualifications. Totally, no,
0: they're both very can do very well in hardcore situations. No, that would have been great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. There we go. Good job guys. There we go. Made the match better somehow. Yep.
0: Um and that's the end of state of emergency.
1: Ooh. You know what? I think I enjoyed it more when i when I'd just finished watching it. Yeah. Maybe because it was over, but
0: Yeah, I I struggled <laughs> to get through this. I I I was watching this and it was two hours long so shorter than everything else we've watched this mad week of podcasting.
1: I, I watched the first half at home and then I came here to the podcast and I watched it in like two halves. Yeah. So maybe that's why it was a bit Oh, that must have been a for lot me. nicer, yeah. cuz I, I, I sat
0: through the whole two hours and every time I looked at the clock it was at least half an hour less than I expected <laughs> through. Oh, Jesus. And all the
1: matches were really short. Yep. <laughs> I
0: don't really know how they did it. I don't know how they managed to make two hours. Like, if you want... If the aim of your life is to like spend you, to make time feel like it's going so slowly so your life feels as long as possible, I'd recommend this pay per view. <laughs> I really do. I think this is a perfect pay per view for that. I found a really good purpose for this pay per view.
1: Well, what about that WrestleMania that's about seven hours long but feels like it's seventy. Maybe years like long? do
0: do both. Oh, God. Like, chain the wrestling together and have all this magic time travelling bollocks.
1: Like, that's like a war crime.
0: It is. That shouldn't be allowed. Like, I think, I, I I don't want to ever watch this again. I'm not going to. No,
1: yeah, me neither.
0: <laughs> uh, what was your top shelf match of the night?
1: <sighs> there's not that many
0: options. There's, no. I think there's I, three.
1: I came in wanting to say Rampage, Galloway, mm-hmm. but it was a bit nothing.
0: Yeah. But and.
1: yeah. So were all the matches, really. Yeah, pretty much. Um yeah martin BT gun were fine um I was expecting a bit better from both of them to be honest <laughs> that's nice um
0: yeah. for aspect and uh, well there's the, th- the three matches it could be <coughs> oh yeah Martin Kirby BT gun rampage and Galloway and ricochet and Liguero kind of
1: yeah so I'm probably gonna go Galloway Osprey um mm-hmm. But Galloway by no rampage, stretch,
0: yeah. was, was it very good? No. I'm going to go Martin Kirby BT Gun.
1: I can't really remember it that much. It was pretty
0: good. It was like. It was just sort of. It wasn't massively brilliant, but it was like a fine match. I just. I really like BT Gun's offense. I thought they sort of had a good match. I, I like the story of Martin Kirby taking on like every member of the Prestige. I think that's a cool storyline, too.
1: Oh, yeah. And. Uh... It would certainly give him a, a good push, possibly, in, in months to come. In
0: months to come, I would imagine it maybe it would, would. Like a good arc. Yeah.
1: So that was my... What
0: about bottom-shelf match of the night? Now you've got some options, <laughs> hey! The options are often dry right up.
1: Um... You tell me yours, I need to think. Okay. Well, hmm... James R. Kennedy and Drake versus
0: Prospect was really, really bad. It wasn't enjoyable at all. And it had stupid... It was stupidly overbooked. Primate and Joey Ryan was really bad. Stupidly overbooked and not very good. <laughs> um, Matt Stryker versus Joe Hendry was really bad and really stupid, but also very short. See, I'm so forgiving that matter.
1: for storyline reasons. Yeah. I've kind of, like, forgiven that one.
0: David Star, Michael Elgin, and Bobby Fish... Was really, really oh bad until it got good. <laughs> so <laughs> it's between the prospect and uh, Kennedy and Drake and Primate and Joey Ryan.
1: I'm going to say prospect, despite, you know, actually feeling kind of happy that they've won and got to Orlando.
0: Yeah. It's still. But
1: they were still bad.
0: Yeah. Actually. I think I'm going to go for the opposite one. I think I'm going to go. Putting your monster heel against Joey Ryan it is stupid. And, I mean, I'm kind of half lumping it in as being bad for all the other things they did with the 24 hour title afterwards yeah and I, I didn't enjoy it when they did it in the match anyway but especially with the backstage one afterwards was one of the hardest things to watch i've seen in the wcpw <laughs> for just seeming like ridiculous and stupid and in not in any way a good way
1: i to watch watched the bad bones chair bump <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yes, it was.
1: Harder to watch when we were watching that compilation the other day of uh, Styles' clashes gone wrong and Burning Hammer's gone wrong.
0: Yep. Harder to watch than all of those things. Wow. Uh, have you got a rating for us?
1: Well, as they say, as my favourite team, the Atlanta Braves... Wait, why the Atlanta? I don't Orlando. know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd... Maybe you shouldn't be using now. your book. Oh, yeah, gosh. Good. He's given First. up on it. Um,
0: three. That's, that's a... I think that's pretty close to in line with how you felt about it. For me, I'm going... I'm stuck between 1.5 and 2.
2: Because
0: <laughs> this was a pile of dog shit and I never want to watch it again. I think I've got to say 1.5. Like there was a couple of matches that were okay, but none of them were good. There wasn't a good match on the card. I don't. I didn't enjoy the two hours at all. The best part of the two hours was when the two hours was over. Um, they didn't have a women's match. They didn't have a fucking women's match for the third time in a row. Um, no regrets. Right. I hope I have no regrets watching that because I have a lot in this if the next pay-per-view is good and it's called No Regrets, this pay-per-view should have just been called Regrets Many <laughs> Regrets
1: Yeah Let's um, yeah, just hope they, they have uh, women's matches with the next and just,
0: just in general, please I'm, I really like your women's division Maybe stop just not having it forever mm. oh, I'm so glad this is over I at least yeah. en- I enjoyed this podcast recording and talking about this shit show at least quite a lot more than actually fucking watching it. <laughs> Me too. Jesus Christ this is the worst paper- the worst thing we've covered for this podcast. Like yeah. this is the next Which... closest was probably Fear and Loathing, and Fear and Loathing was a lot better than this. Fear and Loathing had good matches. Yeah no it did. It had quite a few like it had at It least was severely of books though. It was. But talking over books, Jesus Christ. Yeah having a title a weird 24 hour title that's not part of your brand storyline, change hands like five times in a night including to a bin is probably overbooked
1: (laughs) I don't know, I think bin had a pretty solid (sighs) Yeah, Um, yeah. it's such a shame that um, I can't remember which which one you rated a 9 Nine point five was it yeah, chain reaction? I think it
0: was chain. Yeah, it was chain reaction.
1: From like a nine point five to a one point five.
0: Both point five away from the lowest score I'll give because I'm rating one to ten. I wasn't gonna give a zero. Really? So really, that
1: was. What as, about like a zero point five?
0: No, yeah. no. The lowest I'll go is a one, and this was only just off that.
1: Like, w- could you believe that they're from the same company? Then, like, going from the the strength of, of chain of, reaction to. Uh, I,
0: this I kind of can because I feel like there's been a lot of hit and miss things we've watched from WCPW. They're not very consistent. They are certainly not very consistent. I mean, before this, I, you know, our joke was talking about how True Destiny... it was like the joke about True Destiny being really shit—and mm. we'd always sort of be like, "Oh my god, not like True Destiny," and now it's going to be not like State of Emergency. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well that doesn't really roll off the tongue like True Destiny does. It
0: doesn't, but... Sorry, we'll, we'll say not like Many Regrets. We'll just refer to this <laughs> many as Many Regrets. Regrets, okay. The pay-per-view before No Regrets, you know Many Regrets.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: um, okay, well, if you want to hear us talk about, you know, wrestling we actually enjoy, you can follow us on Fish Chips and Irish Whips. No, what, what at a, Fish Chips Whips on Twitter.
1: What an end to this week of podcasts that we've just done. I
0: know. We've recorded four different WCPW things, and we ended on this. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll I'm t- looking
1: forward to uh, tomorrow playing my Matt Stryker drinking game.
0: <laughs> Every time yeah. he says, uh, control the head, control the body. Get joint manipulation. Joint manipulation.
1: Whenever he uh, complains about um, chops yep. or, like, Chop exchanges, Um, skullduggery, chicanery. (laughs) Evolution of the athlete. Evolution of the athlete. Um, Uh, What's Maybe when he's sexist now as well. Maybe when he's sexist, (laughs) you might as well. Might as well add it on. Oh, God, whenever he says anything in a really annoying uh, Mexican accent. (laughs) Which is going to be a lot because (laughs) there's a lot of uh, Mexican wrestlers.
0: Oh, I'm so excited for you. You're going to (laughs)
1: die. Ray Mysterio um, Alberto Patron I, think.
0: Um, I believe it's Alberto El Patron Alberto El Patron <laughs> thanks striker.
1: He, he sounds like someone doing a really bad offensive impression
2: <laughs> he does oh, he really
1: does
0: yeah so you're going to have fun with that
1: yeah that'll be fun
0: it will be fun so yeah shoot us a rating you rate us rate us at least more than we rated this Please. Yeah. I be like that's would only be, fair.
1: It would be hard not to.
0: If you're from Orlando, I'm very sorry if you were anywhere near this. Near this horrible, horrible show. I feel sorry if yeah. you just geographically apologetic here.
2: Do not um, talk about the event.
1: Stay yeah. remain indoors. <laughs> remain
0: indoors and do not go to WCPW shows. They may be this bad.
1: And uh, just in a in a change of pace mm-hmm. um I'm just gonna leave before you take us home. Okay gonna drop a little factoid oh god did you know the lift shaft drop in the tower of terror walt disney uh, world resort's tallest attraction is the equivalent of falling off the ears of the Park eiffel tower it takes just three seconds
2: <laughs> that was one of my favorite oh, yeah. rides and i first went on that when i was six years old
1: Shit, I yep. was I was only tall enough to go, and I was like eight.
2: Oh <laughs> bullshit, I was tiny. As a Maybe kid.
0: they've changed. Maybe they changed the height restrictions. Oh, though
2: Because well, mm-hmm. I was I was a really really small kid.
1: Well, it only takes three seconds, it's like falling off the apple no, tower. Oh
2: wait, because Tom went on it when he was six or seven, and Tom was tiny tiny as well.
1: Miles must be a ninja. <laughs> I was proper short. Mm. But
2: I was really small. Tom, you saw how tiny Tom was.
1: I must have
0: been, (laughs) I guess That's probably about his size I guess he must just be that stupidly small Mm
1: -hmm. So, take us home, Lyle
0: Okay, well, we're continuing five months Which is ridiculous because I've run out of basically all five songs
1: There's Let's Dance and Slanderunk the Funk still come Yep,
0: but isn't Let's Dance a cover? I guess I might still have to go into covers Is Let's Dance a cover? I don't
1: know Yeah, is it the Let's Dance one? It's not that song, is it?
0: Is it, or is it? You know, because that's, that's Bowie, that isn't
1: that. it? I don't think they can't have covered Bowie. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll
0: find oh. out. We'll, tr- we'll, we'll double-check that, but, you know, it is the it is currently on the date of recording the 12th of May. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have a lot more fives to sing. So I didn't actually know this five song before today, but... It's fairly decent.
1: It's, it's fairly catchy. It's all right, yeah, it's catchy.
0: Um, So I better take you home with it, though.
1: Yeah.
2: Don't wanna let you go, we just wanna tell you, just wanna let you know, that we'll stay around, so what else can you do? You've said all you have to, we're coming after you, so don't make a sound. I got this feeling, could it be there's someone watching over me? Tell me who you are. I close my eyes and count from nine to try and find some peace of mind. But it's gone too far. You see our faces every time you turn your head round. We'll be watching even when you turn the lights down. We will always be around no matter who you are don't want to let you go, we just want to tell you, just want to let you know, that we'll stay around, so what else can you do, you've said all you have to, we're coming after you, so don't make a sound. <sighs> what a glorious end to an utter
0: shite.